Well then, oh! I am your host, Adam Jamel. And I'm Aaron Schroeder. That's right, this is the Quack 12 Podcast, the most official, unofficial, Oregon Ducks podcast on the web Footosphere. And y'all, we all got a W. We all got a W, that's right. We were hungry for W's, and we ate that W because we beat the BYU Cougars. I almost forgot that last letter. The BYU Cougars, and it was glorious. It felt so damn good. Um, I mean, listeners of the Patreon, the Quack 12 Patreon, which obviously I'm going to plug right here, over there, they already know that I actually had to miss the live viewing of this game, Aaron. Yeah. Because I had to go to a very special wedding. Uh, a very special wedding that nonetheless happened on football Saturday. The hardest kind. Why didn't it happen last week? Because the game against Eastern Washington, that game wasn't much of a game. BYU would have rather watch in time. But it was a great game. It was the wedding of my mom. It was a great wedding. Great game. It all lined up pretty well. Where yeah. I got, you know, I got to see the sense that, oh, hey, we're kicking ass. I can fully concentrate on the wedding here. So it all worked out perfectly. Aaron, you watched this game? I watched it live, my dude. Oh, my God. It was a fun game, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I mean, if you're a Duck fan. I was honestly really stoked to see the um, Extreme Fortress. But before I go into any other further details, since you got mm-hmm. to mention it, mm-hmm. I would like to say... We just recorded a brand new episode of Quacking Off, which is available on Patreon. But inside that episode, I gave the wrong name to the show that my friend Jordan Eskenazi has. And I would like to correct oh, that now, go. if I may. What is the show and what what is it called and what does he do? The show is Everything's Fine Tonight with Jordan Eskenazi. Mm. It's a Twitch show, and I believe it's also goes to other social media platforms. Uh, but everybody should go check it out, and I just wanted to make sure that I corrected that on the air so that those who are in the know know. What does it do? What What is the website? Just so oh, it's so, a talk so show. New person. Yeah, there you go. That's a great talk show now. Yeah, everything's everything's fine, fine tonight. tonight with Jordan Eskenazi. It's a comedy talk show. Uh, he's excruciatingly funny. He's in the scene here in Seattle. He does a bunch of sketch stuff. Also, just an absolutely beautiful human being. Also a great name for like kind of like a disco club song. Like, everything's fine tonight. Everything's fine tonight. You gotta have like that big, long reverb. Oh yeah, let's do it. We'll 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 have that ready by next show, everyone. But I will um, say this. Yes, it's interesting mm-hmm. because, as you noted in the quacking off episode, you weren't able to really watch it. But the whole time when you were checking up on it, you felt like, oh, good, we're still slaying, we're still doing it. However, mm-hmm. as soon as Ty Thompson showed up, it went. That is the a oh market. no, yeah. Oh no. Oh, no. Are they actually going to rally? Because it felt like they could rally. So in the moment watching it, it was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't think you're the only person. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and I should say this. I, I watched it. So all last night I had the whole thing. You know, I finally was able to sit down, watch every single play of this game. Yeah. And uh, you were definitely not the only person, I think, that felt like. I mean, just there was concern seen it before. Right. We've seen Oregon teams even as of late kind yeah. of in recent history. Yeah. Just you, you got the it's fair to be like a little shell shocked of like. Oh God! This lead's just gonna erase. Even though we did have a a really good lead, Dominant. and not only that, but it was in like I don't want to throw sh- too much shade at Ty Thompson. There should be none. But it, it well, it, it's one of those things where you know what I mean. It, it's he is the backup. He doesn't get that much playing time in his young career because again, he's like you know like. Only two years. He's still like a freshman, technically. Like, he's still very young. He's still developing. Um, but it makes it so it's like every play that he has is kind of more important, important, at least towards this, like, what we see as fans. Are you referencing the interception? Well, I'm talking about the interception, but just in general, like, like uh, just like stats-wise and stuff like that. That first, uh, not the first interception, but that first play... I think that was a really that was a pretty bad throw because first of all his mechanics just looked really awkward. I'm not like the guy who should be talking about like QB mechanics or something like that because I'm really not knowing. But not he's me. out there looking like a robot, looking as awkward as like as just an average oh, person dude. not knowing what well, to do. It's or just... he was just like he's here and then he takes a an awkward like kind of like right and then it's just like because he's telegraphing so directly. The throw that he's just about to make. Telegraphing means like, where you're looking. Yeah, like just like showing the defense what by, you're doing like, with his eyes and his body language. He's like, yes, this is clearly like a screen that I'm about to throw, and you can just see the defense once his eyes are locked on. Eat him I up. I think it's to. I want to say it's to Marky Serving. I have it written down somewhere, but because um, his eyes are so locked on, they just like light him. up up and because the pass is backwards it counts as more of like a lateral you know so that means if he doesn't catch it that's a live ball as you saw in that situation so then they had to scramble to go get the live ball you know and then it was like whatever it was second like 25 or something like that yeah so then it was so much of a deep hole that that whole drive kind of felt like Eh, well, you know this this ain't gonna. Yeah, it was second and thirty six. That's right. Jeez. So it was it was it was to seven McGee because he just telegraphed it so obviously. Like, yep, this is now going to seven McGee. They light him up. He fumbles the what was you know a backwards pass. So then it's third and twenty five or second and thirty six. And at that point, you're just trying to pick it up on like you're trying to just you know do damage control. Um, they did get it back to like. You know, third and twenty, uh, or third and fifteen, or something like that, uh, due to a quick pass to Herbert. But then it was too little, too much. So that that drive was just like done. Too little, too much. Play. Yeah, that makes sense. Don't do not question me. I'm that not. That is exactly what I meant to say. Thank you for quoting me. I'm sure yeah. that's what you meant. Yeah, I sorry. I put the <laughs> wrong T-shirt. In, I put now, the wrong inflection on the ending. I now realize that <laughs> too little, too yeah. much. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Sorry, and then I've he was out there. My, on, I've been told my tone can be uh, misleading. Sorry. On the next drive, he's out there again, and uh, 
that interception was not his fault, as we all saw. Like it, it, it hit the man who I believe it wasn't. It was Dante Thornton Jr. I do believe who's typically a really good receiver. You know, him in the hands. It was right where he should have had it. And once like tipped balls are absolutely like that should have been an interception, and it was an interception. So I'm not going to really put that on him. Um, and, and even on that drive. That drive started out with, I guess, an illegal substitution. So that put them like on first and 15 to start with. So that is tough. But, I mean, I think we have a clear answer of like, oh, why did we get the transfer? Like, why did we bring in Bo Nix when hopefully Ty Thompson, because he's like the highest rated recruit so far that's, you know, ever come to the Ducks, he should be starting. He should be ready to go right now. I think it's... Maybe it's not clear because we're not actually getting good sample sizes, but I think it's fair to say, fair to assume, that Ty Thompson isn't necessarily 100% ready to fully stay in there, or at least we take a full step back. I don't know how many steps back, but it feels like at least one metaphorical step back when Bo Nix is not on the field because Bo Nix is Mm -hmm. looking really sure of himself. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, made some good. I mean that that pass to Troy Franklin, that like oh sixty-seven gosh. yard the deep or whatever. Pat, yeah. Oh my lord. Yeah. Oh, that was that was the play of the game, definitely well, for Oregon, and it proved something. Where it's like that's that's what he tr- attempted to do uh, with seven McGee against Georgia, but it ended up being an interception because Georgia has amazing players. I think it was Starks. I forget. Yeah. But like, you know, that's like he that was. He's attempting to put it in a place where if it's a miracle catch, then only his receiver should get it. But otherwise, the defensive back shouldn't be able to, you know, like... Or or sometimes you'll get uh, pass interference, you know? Like, that could have been a P.I., especially if he didn't catch it. Like, oh, hello? Oregon Ducks fans, if you're itching to pay attention to teams outside your own, come listen to No Truck Stops, a Pac-12 podcast. Four Pac-12 sickles, trolls, and friends join together to recap and discuss all of the crazy nonsense going around the Conference of Champions. If you ever wonder what's going on outside Eugene, or you just want to hear people talk trash about your rivals, No Truck Stops is the perfect podcast for you. We cover every aspect of the Pac-12 and every Pac-12 discourse you never wanted to hear. Tune in to No Truck Stops for your Pac-12 fix. New episodes drop Mondays at 5 a.m. wherever podcasts are found. Anywho, sorry for the technical difficulties. As I was saying. What were you so saying? That, that 50-yard pass yeah. and catch to Troy Franklin. That was amazing. Where he really had to extend for it, but just like beautifully came down with it and was able to to hold on to it where there was no question. It was like, that thing's a catch. You know, even when it hit the ground, it was like, that thing didn't move at all. And then Bo Nix ran in for, I believe it was the first, I want to say, my memory, if my memory serves me correctly, the first of his rushing touchdowns, Mm -hmm. which is a career high for him. Uh, That was three rushing touchdowns, uh, 35 yards, you know however that is i'm sure but like and he it was a clean pocket again this is like the third time like even against georgia it's not like they were sacking him left and right like he had time to make decisions even against georgia and so against these other teams like an eastern washington or a byu 
He it that pocket is clean as hell. He could eat out of that pocket, clean off of that pocket, however you want to say. It's out a hot pocket. pocket. Right. It's a hot pocket you can eat out of. Bro, I guess, which is all give me that pocket in pita form because I want to make a wrap. It's it truly <laughs> is. It's a hot pocket, as in the inside of that hot pocket is cool as ice, as in Bonix. There's no one coming at him. There's, like, no pressure. Yep. Everyone is holding off everyone real well. And he has time to make, I mean, the right decision. And he's quick. And he's not, he's smart enough to, like, not telegraph everything he's doing. And he's checking down to options, mm-hmm. not just panicking. He's using his legs uh, when he needs to, too, when there's a clear advantage. He's not an afraid runner. Like he's not Dude, that dude, guy but. will take a hit, obviously. Yeah. I'm like kind of a that at this point I'm that's my biggest fear is that he's wearing that number ten. I don't want him to go down like number ten did against Cal so many years ago. By the way, uh did you see Justin Herbert in the NFL just playing with with a broken rib, nearly willing his team back to a victory? You're kidding me. Just dude, he's an They won or they amazing. almost won? They didn't win. They almost won. They what lost an to idiot. The Chiefs. <laughs> He was an amazing, truly one of the greatest quarterback performances I've Look, seen in a long time. Here's the problem. He's, he's epic. He's, a, he's an amazing athlete. Even better dude. If you say so. Okay, anyway, some, for some reason you got your grudge against Herbert. Uh, Bo <laughs> Nix, though, three rushing touchdowns, and he threw two touchdowns. Was just not making any mistakes. His first incompletion was because he was, like, you know, bailing on the play and just, like, threw it out um yeah has some surprisingly good wheels especially with the push behind this line and you know i know you all your old duck fans are loving this and i'm certainly loving this when it's short when it's third and one third and short there he's getting under center he's taking that snap and he's pushing forward for those easy yards and he did it like a couple of times they've been doing it and it's something that a lot of, you know, the most recent duck coaches have not because they just want to be back there. You know, they want to be in the pistol or they, you know, whatever. They want to be in their formation. Mm-hmm. And I like that they're taking the easy yards. Overall, would you say, Aaron, because I think a lot of duck fans feel this way, but how do you feel? Are you seeing a marked um, increase in just, or feeling a marked increase in excitement watching this duck's offense compared to under Crystal Bowl? Or do you find it more exciting? Or are you kind of like, well, I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Like, there's nothing coming off the page. Okay. My official review, we've now had three games. So, mm-hmm. I think we've seen who the Ducks are supposed to be. I think we're going to see one. We're going to see who we don't want them to be. And then people will <laughs> scream about getting rid of Bo Nix. But uh, I think, uh, what was the question? <laughs> good. That's a good. I agree. That's a, no, you nailed it. Never mind. Yeah. That's absolutely. You nailed it. But Bo Nix, uh, he's an exciting player to watch. I think he is. I think that. it's I very, en- that game was highly enjoyable because we showed a dominant force. Yeah. According to the announcers, apparently Bo Nix is in a better headspace now than he was before at Auburn. I don't know. Dude, what that Auburn means. is a freaking hot. I'll tell you this. Let, let me feel. This will be a nice way to talk about, kind of transitioning, talking about this. 
Because I because you're a Ducks fan first, and then a college football fan. If if you even are a college football fan, I don't even know. But I'll tell you this: Auburn is known as just like you know they've won national championships there. Most recently against us yeah. uh, in our first ever one. That's a brutal game uh, with Cam Newton as their QB. But anyway, wow. they're just a very storied program. They have to go against the Alabama. They got to play against Georgia. You know, like. Like they're a very typically very good program, can get really good talent, got a lot of history. Hey, podcast listener. Hey, come you. over here. Come yeah. over here. Get over here. Yeah. Nice headphones you got in here. Oh yeah, I like those, Chevy. Be a shame if something were to happen to those headphones, eh? <laughs> Stomped them on the ground, eh? Be real easy to avoid that smashing if you went over to the Quack12 Twitter account and gave us a little follow. Just a little follow, that's all we're asking. And hey, look at that. I hear you listening to your new podcast apps in your car, huh? Driving home, making the long journey feel a little shorter, eh? Is that what he's doing there, bud? (laughs) Yeah, turning your three-hour drive into a nice little vacation, huh? Be a shame if your car ended up on the bottom of a lake. Splash. Splash maybe with you in the trunk of it, huh? Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. Maybe all that can be avoided with a little trip to the Quack 12 page on Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is go to Apple Podcasts, Quack 12, give us five stars. Yeah, the internet, you got it, bud. Five stars. Leave us a little comment. Help other people find it. Maybe it'll help people find you when they find out that you're gone missing. If you catch my drift. You seen the posters on the telephone poles? Yeah, those are those are people that didn't give us fucking five stars. Some of them did, and we did it anyways. And then uh, you know what? Uh, oh hey, hey look at look at this podcast listener. On their long inner inner uh, continental flight, making things not so bad, not wanting to hear that baby by covering it up. Wah wah, so they say. Putting on them headphones, trying to get the sky waitress's attention. Get over here! Give me more of that Quack Twelve podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, you want some more of that Quack Twelve podcast, don't you? Yeah. You want to buy some more from us, don't you? Get it. Otherwise, you know, because if you don't buy this Quack 12 podcast insurance, you never know when your plane's going to go straight down into the water, into the old Atlantic, Glash. never to be seen again. Glug, glug, guzzle, guzzle. In case you don't want to be th- part of the rock and roller club of the bottom of the fucking ocean, then I recommend you go to the Quack 12 Patreon. Come on, come on. Why don't you go to the Quack 12 Patreon, give us five smackaroos, and for that we can forget about the whole nasty business have you on your way. We'll forget about it. We'll forget about it, all right? Five measly dollars, that's all I got. Now listen up, punk. Because it looks like you're not seeing so good right now. My boss is talking to you, chump. Aren't you chump? Yeah, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. All right, let him, let him go, Mikey. Let him go. In the bottom of the fucking ocean. Ayo! 
quack, quack. Hey, y'all, we don't know what the fuck's going on. There's gremlins. There's gremlins everywhere. But as we were saying, but, uh, no Oregon Ducks. They won. BYU sucks. Okay. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> we're not going live anymore. That's dead. Dead. The, the live is dead for this week. We'll probably go live next week. Who knows? But as of right now, we're just recording this. And like I was saying, Troy Flynn can make a good catch. Let's leave it at that. Phonix can run really well. He's actually a real good damn threat. I mean, and he was... Making some throws downfield. I mean, he was doing what the offense was asking of him, and he was doing what the defense was giving him. You know, he was checking down when he needed to. And then what was fun about seeing this, this is what I like of this offense so far. I mean, we're going to get hit for day on here real soon Time. to really kind of break this down for us more. But what I was really liking seeing is how, like, this screen game will develop into more shots downfield, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, and just uh, the RPO game can develop into, like, attacking just, like, uh, it'll have a new look. And so suddenly they're prepared for one thing and, you know, open parts of the field somewhere else. And uh, I'm sure they can put this a lot better than I can. But it, it just has been a, a marked difference. And it's been really fun to watch, you know, yep. uh, especially like actually taking advantage of the receivers that we have so far. And not only the receivers, but the tight ends, which Bro. is so fun to see so far. I mean, knock on wood, obviously, but so far to see like Cam McCormick. I mean, we had, I do believe, four tight ends uh, have at least one catch here. We had Cam McCormick with two catches, 19 yards. Terrence Ferguson, who so far... Has been the MVP and honestly, like kind of uh, a clear NFL talent maybe in the future um, because he's been a, a big guy, a good blocker. I believe this is his sophomore season. Really good hands, as we saw with that bumbling catch, you know, that made uh, Sportsman their top 10 against Eastern Washington. And so Terrence Ferguson got two set catches for 24 yards and two touchdowns. There you go. Every catch is a touchdown. So like wow. We also had Patrick Herbert, one catch for five yards from Ty Thompson. It's nice to see Patrick Herbert out there. And uh, I just I just love it. And then, like, Chase Coda. Gotta love Chase Coda. Just such a good possession receiver. Like, it, he's just making it, – it's very good to have someone out there with just, like, sure hands. Yeah. Um, maybe he can give some advice to our boy Dante Thornton. I'm joking. I'm joking. But uh yeah, that was that was like the one that was the marked play. You know, that that first bad Ty Thompson play was like, oh okay, that's like the first thing to really go against Oregon. Right. Like the first actual change of momentum. Cause there was we had some penalties. Um I'll I'll pull up the amount. The first but it wasn't actually all was, that bad. Or the first Fucking like five minutes seemed like they had four penalties already stacked up, you know, in the game. I think we each mm-hmm. had like two in a matter of moments. Yeah, like I believe it was the first play we had a false start, like God. started off. And Which I get that it. Sucks. It's the first we play had- against BYU, a team you're supposed to be like making sure you're on edge yeah. for. Yeah. It was like it, that game did mean a lot. And like you heard people just over and over all the commentary people like literally when I was in Medford during this game, people like on the streets being like, yep, this is a 
yes, yeah, gonna be a big one. Like you can, like, right? You know, it's gonna really test them. Like everyone was saying that, and so like nerves were definitely high. They were ranked higher than us. Like they were favored, even though they had two defensive linemen out. I right. believe, right? And their two best receivers, Gunnar Romney, right, and Puka Nakua, formerly, uh, I believe, the Husky Puka Nakua. I think they're. Surely there's someone out there who is like, if we would have had Gunner on the field, you wouldn't have won that game. Uh, I mean, maybe the most diehard, devout Mormons, uh, the most devout BYU fans. But I, I, I don't know, 41 to 20. And, like, you know, their late push was definitely due to, like, a different quarterback, some bad plays. Uh, happening mm. just kind of like on back-to-back drives, mm-hmm. unlucky plays. Their penalties then, were heavy-handed, too, it seemed like at times. Yeah, well, and, and ours were kind of offensive line-based mainly. I mean, I got like a special teams delay of game. Special teams was not on point. I've been really harping like, you know. You've like, been on their special, booties. Special teams is a sign of like a good coach who's actually got all of his like you know, all of his his eyes dotted and his T's crossed, or whatever you say. And uh, this one, I mean, we had a, a special teams delay of game. We had one player like run into, if I do remember, uh, a, another player. I believe Chris Hudson had a drop, but he recovered it. Um, yeah, there was some weird ones on special teams, except for my man Cameron Lewis. He's as sure as shit. He's amazing. Hey, yeah, he's really shown out this year. Yeah, he's absolutely. Yeah, he's been he's been a huge perk. Um, In my man, you know, yeah. Was there also like a weird one? Eight penalties where the, for the Ducks, by the way. The so was, the, the hiking of the ball was like. I believe uh, from us. Yeah, I want to say there was some bad. I don't quite remember. It may have been with like a. Ty Thompson thing. I I don't quite remember. It was something. There was like a term even used for it. Oh, you know what? You might have been, you might have been wedding mode. That might have been fourth quarter. Well, I we watched the whole dang game. Oh, I watched the every single play now since then. Uh, I don't remember. I forget the, what they. I don't remember it. any bad snaps. But uh, yes, they say so he didn't have. Ah, God, I can't remember what they said, but I was like... Oh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about. It was just kind of goofy. BYU, BYU, um, Hall had the ball. It was actually, you know, one of their scores later in the game, and his knee was down, I would say. Oh, no, this is is a different play, but I know what... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that was a little... I mean, I guess it wasn't down. I didn't see any, like, little specks of a field pop up, so maybe... But who knows? Wasn't the most interesting thing. It was garbage time. We were in the garbage time really quick in this game, honestly. Yeah. Concerning that exact play, I feel like my judiciousness would be based off the moment I can see space between the quarterback's hand and the ball. And if I were to go by that frame by frame, then his knee, I think, is obviously down. 
I don't know. I'll give them that one. Whatever. It'll make the defense angrier when we play Washington State. Oh, yeah. Week, and that's all I'm looking for. They're baby. like, I'm going to have a grudge against that one play from BYU, and you're paying the price. Well, the points. No, they'll be like, the points in general. I can't believe we allowed that many points against this team. Because oh. they, do- they were absolutely dominating. Like, when you really look at this, uh, I want to look at their largest score late into the game. It was 38 to seven until BYU scored uh, on that 18 yard pass to Cody Epps with 14.05 remaining. And I want to say this. I want to say this. Uh, I mean, I, I said in the quacking off on the Patreon, I have fa- some family that's, uh, it, you know, are Mormon, like my extended family. And, you know, what I, I am not a religious person, but power to whoever or whatever. Uh, but they, they did do some classy moves, BYU, as a team, and I did like this. Uh, they showed up in force at U of O. That was good. And one thing they did is they pulled out the uh, – they ran out of the tunnel with a U of O flag with the number 18 for Spencer Webb. Right. You know, the player – the tight end who died tragically uh, in the offseason. And I th- I believe it was Kingsley Suomatia who used to be a duck but transferred to BYU, the offensive lineman, um, who I believe uh, – oh, never mind. But, like, yeah, he was running out there. I think it was him holding the flag, and I thought that was a good move. And then they put Flowers on the four-yard line, which was his number his, uh, number he was switching to, I do believe, this season. So I thought that was really good moves. And then well, didn't Oregon the team had last week out. do that as well? Yeah. So that – but, like, the flag thing was an extra touch that – Probably every team's going to do it. Yeah, I think they're all going to come out with the flower arrangements. Yeah, everyone's going to, we don't want to look like jerks at this point, you know. Yeah. And then, um, but that was cool of them. And I will say, Oregon came out with an official statement of just being like, it it comes to our attention that a small group of fans were chanting um, F, F, the Mormons, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, like uh, we apologize for that. And it was like, yeah, it's not. You shouldn't do that. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. But, uh, uh, well, you know. I say? We're not the classiest bunch, but. Uh, well, nice you know, thing. hey, uh, don't blame the person. Blame the society in which has embedded those viewpoints. I mean, yeah. I mean, that we're is, not yeah, the most some, uh, welcoming well, bunch, it seems, it. unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. We but hate uh, when you're but anyways, different. I like that we were loud, and Austin Stadium was a hostile environment. You know, I like that in general. We really showed up. Uh, and, so you're pro hostile environments. Hell yeah, anti hostile people. I don't necessarily want like hate speech, which you are nearing that. Even though I get why you say it, because you know they got some uh, some uh, a few messed up rules over there. Let's just keep it at that. But anyways. BYU, we beat them. I freaking loved it. And not only that, you know who else I loved in this? I'm naming this show, this episode, the Bucky and Bo Show. Because in my head, this was the Bucky and Bo Show. This was absolutely the Bucky and Bo Show. And by Bucky, I'm talking about Bucky Irving, who when I first heard that, I was like, okay, no, 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 wait, hold on. Why are we starting with some (laughs) walk-on I've never heard of? 
Bucky Irving. I, I swear that's a name I've never heard. And they said, like, I, I don't know the reason why, but it's like Marquis Irving. You know, he was known as Marquis Irving in, like, even the Eastern Washington game. He's now known as Bucky Irving. He changed and his I, name. I don't I don't know the reason why. Maybe he's normally known as that, but he's just like, yeah, I, I just want the world. I have no idea why. But I'll tell you this. I'm absolutely for it. It's a great name. Bucky Irving is just rolls off the tongue. It's like, Bucky like, oh, yeah. Maybe he's Sean a big-time uh, B-list Marvel character fan. I know. It feels like that, right? So it's the Bucky and Bo show. Because um, Bo Nix, Bucky, I mean, that's great. And also, Bucky had himself a game. 14 carries, 97 yards, 6.9 average. Not only that, but my man Bucky, I do believe. Oh, I thought for sure he caught a ball. I guess he didn't in this game. But Noah Whittington, the other threat here Mm -hmm. uh, from Western Kentucky, 13 carries for 66 yards. Mm. But he caught the ball one catch for three yards. Okay, I I may have hyped that up a little too much. Bro, no, that's Emmett (laughs) Smith-level playmanship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sean Dollars got out there but didn't play that much. Byron Cardwell was injured. So we had, so far, health-wise, we're doing very well because we only had seven McGee was good for this game even though he got, it looked like he got hurt during uh, Eastern Washington. And Byron Cardwell was apparently suited up, ready to go, but did not play because it was like, eh, we don't need you, and we didn't. We have a lot of good running backs. It's like no reason to risk it, you know what I mean? Right. And then we also had Justin Flo, unfortunately, had to sit out the linebacker, which meant uh, Jeffrey Bassa sat in there. You had Keith Brown, I do believe I saw. Um, We also had, oh, Jackson LaDuke played a hell of a game. Our defense was great, man. Defense played with awesome energy, very few missed tackles, you know, um... Yeah, I loved it. Christian Gonzalez was was really just a lockdown corner. Such a pickup. Such a good steal to get him from Colorado. Oh, man, that was such a good one. And uh, leading tackler of this game was Brandon Dorless, as it should be. That's always a good thing. The closer, you know, like you are to the line, them being the leading tacklers for your team mm-hmm. means things aren't going very far, you know. You don't want your safety being the leading tackler. And Brandon Orlis out there, seven tackles, 1.5 tackles for loss. He had uh, half a sack. Um, But, yeah, DJ Johnson also was a menace out there. He was a wrecking ball. Very fun to watch. And then later in the game, we got to see, you know, some backups or at least rotational players, I'll say, like Dante Manning. Triquest Bridges had some good plays, some plays where he got picked on. Definitely some of the biggest highlights for BYU involve triquiz bridges yeah but also he he's a good body for defending um that fade which is has tortured oregon for so long i mean we're going against stanford in a couple weeks it's always good to have someone who can block that for a while uh yeah i mean what can i say man i really like this team i really like the way this team is playing right now yeah agreed i think yeah you know even the it's funny because the announcer said it at the beginning of the game as well which is the first game is obviously not the team. The second game is obviously not the team. So who is this team? And I think we've figured it out now that, oh, yeah, no, this is a powerhouse. 
they're just not Georgia powerhouse. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, but if BYU was one of our concerning games, well, then Gijo Peach, it's on us if we lose. Yeah. It'll be quite literally our own fault. And I think the whole 1% better mentality is actually working. Oh, yeah. I don't know. He does. I mean, that- he seems to have them in a uh, humming thing, you know? They're <laughs> present, <laughs> thing, I agree. if you will. No, I agree. Well, yeah, no, I agree. And, like, defense, a lot of defense, the reason why you can have a really quick turnaround even in one year sometimes, because a lot of defense is, like, focus and energy. You right. You know what I mean? It's really, like, like clean doing those clean tackles, being in the right spot, getting the right leverage, you know, coming at it from the right angle. Mm-hmm. And they're doing those things quicker and quicker. Yeah. And I'm excited to see them in Pac-12 play. And I'll tell you, dude, the Pac-12 had a good week. I mean, we'll get into it when we get into the bottom 11, which I think is just about now. I, think I was about to say, there. should we just hit some bottom 11, babes? Are we going to do this? Oh, Are my God. Are we going to do this? Oh, my God, dude. Let's be bad. Let's go. Let's go into the bottom 11. Bottom 11. <laughs> That's right. It's the bottom 11. I'm Choo-choo. going to mark this down because when I'm editing it later, it will help. Yes. Dude, the Pac-12 had quite the freaking slate, as I said. Um, you actually, we're not into picks, but I, I think you're going to be like kind of disappointed and kind of happy. There's a little spoiler alert for you. Does that give away anything? Absolutely not. No, it seems regular. <laughs> a little <laughs> so happy, a little sad. A little happy, a little sad. And I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> the Pac-12. <laughs> Fresno State at number seven USC. That was a big one. Um, now, Oregon State, it came down to the wire, came back to, like, Jack Coletto coming out and just doing what he does. Um, it came down to Jonathan Smith calling a hell of a game, being kind of, like, outraced on offense, but making enough big plays to pull off the win was the week before Fresno State uh, against USC. USC was sack happy. They are one of the best, like, uh, at getting so far, you know, very early season. But in the country, they're, like, second at, like, most sacks or something like that. And high up there for tackles for a loss. And their offense is very high scoring. Honestly, USC is, if we play them, that'd be a good thing because that means it's in the Pac-12, you know, like, play uh, or Pac-12 championship game. Uh, it's going to be an intense one. But anyways, um, they just demolish this Fresno State team. So maybe that means something. Who knows? Maybe it means nothing. 45-17, to 17, they wow. kicked ass. Yes, they did. Um, Fresno State just lit was lit up. Not only that, Jay Kaner was out of the game. I forget exactly with what. It was like an ankle thing or something like mm. that. Hopefully he's all right because he's such a good player. Uh, he's really fun to watch. And so he he's out of the game, and USC just dominated. I don't know what to say. Yeah, they, they 45-17, very scary. They're number seven. I think they're even higher now. Who knows? Ah, I'm afraid. Then 
Washington. Washington was the same scenario, Wait, man. who did you pick? Who did I pick? Okay. I was going to do that later. I, I always forget how we do this. Was I going to reveal it in the picks? Or I'll tell you right now. I got it right here. So against that Fresno State-USC game, I went with USC. You chose Fresno State. Right. That's what but I that, thought. That, that was your fault. That was your fault. And by the way, going into this, I have a 17 um, advantage over your 13 right. correct picks. What's our season total? So, yeah, Fresno State loses. Up next, number 11, Michigan State at Washington. 39-28, to 28, Washington wins. I haven't watched all this game, but I'll tell you this, and I hate this about myself, Aaron. I truly do. I really like their quarterback. Michael Penix is his name. P-E-N-I-X. Yes, they realize it's very close to penis. Yes, their fan base is loving making all the jokes. Honestly, so am I. So is the media. So is RG3, again, who is the Bill Walton of college football. So good. I love it when he's... I can't wait. I hope he calls an Oregon game eventually this season. Um, He was so fun. He said big Penix energy. I've got big Penix energy because I'm a huge fan of them. They just they lit up. They smoked out Michigan State. They kicked absolute ass, even though they were unranked. Michigan State was number 11. They just punched them, like scored like three straight times. Like what wow. we did to BYU, they did to Michigan State. Wow. A Big Ten team. It was very impressive. I'm actually afraid that Washington is also on the rebound. I think um, they are, the- most definitely. And it sucks that it's like I would root for them if they were in Washington, if they were some other Pac-12 team, and I hate it. But I will root against them, obviously, because I have to. I chose Michigan State. Right. Because I th- I was like, eh, they're going to choke. They didn't. They defended Seattle. Ugh, I hate it. You chose Washington. Of course I did. Because I yep. know. You jerk. Um, Both of us chose Oregon. And Oregon won, even though they were the underdogs. Ha-ha. Then, San Diego State at number 14, Utah. San Diego State, huge underdogs. Braxton Burmeister, their starting quarterback, got injured and was taken out of the game. The Frosty one himself? (sighs) The Frosty one was taken out. Braxton Burmeister. Is he coming back? Is he okay? Uh, Who knows? We'll have to wait to see. Um, you, like a true fool, I do believe, no, you chose Utah, both of us chose Utah, I was hoping you went, you backed the burr, but you did not. USA, that is right, USA, University of Southern Alabama, versus UCLA, at UCLA, Chip Kelly's UCLA, you, you're not backing the chip, you're backing off the potato chips, as you say. As I say. Aaron, despite the fact that they were huge favorites, they only won by one point. You're joking me. I'm not joking. You went, like, you were so close to calling off one of the biggest upsets because they almost won. Baby, in Vegas, I would have won. Dude, that's embarrassing as hell for the Bruins because they're so much more talented. I mean, that team is actually really good, but... They're a low. I mean, you should not. No, that should not be happening. Not only that, it came down to like the other team. USA could have taken the lead. They were setting up for a field goal, a pretty manageable field goal, but it ended up being a fake field goal. 
and it did not work out for them. And then so UCLA was just able to, like, you know, pick up the first downs and run out the clock with DTR. But it was like they could have gotten the lead, and who knows what would have happened. I think it's a decision they regret. But, yeah, 32-31, to 31, UCLA wins. Just wow. barely. So, I don't know. I don't know. UCLA is like a team that they could beat us. We should should still be somewhat afraid. But some they're mismanaged. They're a mess. Interesting. After that, Cal at Notre Dame. I kept being like, Cal is not good, dude. Cal is not good. Their defense is, like, pretty good, but they are a mess as well. Notre Dame, also kind of a mess, though. They lost to Marshall afterwards. I still, though, back Notre Dame, the home team, because they're very talented. They're looking for that win, and they were at home. Like I said, you chose Cal. Yep. The the Berkeley nerds, the nerds of Berkeley, Cal Golden Bears, and you were correct. JK, it was Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. you butthole. But it was super close. It was wow. actually way closer than either of these teams. Cal was probably feeling pretty good that it was close because they were on the road. I mean, they're bummed that they lost. But it was 24-17. to 17. Uh, Really came down to that last possession. Jack Plumber just ain't it, to tell you the truth. And Notre Dame, the fighting Irish, they pull it off. Hmm. After that, Colorado at Minnesota. Minnesota, I mean, anyone going against Colorado right now is a favorite. And Minnesota is no exception. I certainly went with Minnesota. You chose Colorado, even though I begged you not to. And that was a foolish errand for Aaron because Colorado lost 49-7. to Wow. Yep. They're, I think they're the worst team in the Pac-12. This year. I think that's, yeah, this year. Very wow. safe to say, I think. I think it's very safe to say. Now we got Colorado State at Wazoo. Colorado State is a very bad team. They're trying to rebound with Norvell's help, um, but they're just bad. It's going to take them a while. Wazoo, they're coming off some pretty weird but good energy because they beat Idaho, a team that they should beat, but they barely scraped by. But then they go to Wisconsin, get that epic win. They were like, you know, three score like underdogs there, and they win the game. And then they come against Colorado State, and they blow the well. They beat them thirty-eight to seven. They scored like four times on their first four drives, and then cooled off in the second half. That is a little concerning for yeah. Wazoo fans. I think it should be. It's like you should be able to score even more. Honestly, Cam Ward has is not the best part of their team, and it was thought that he would be the transfer from Incarnate Word. Uh huh. Um, He's just not, but they're winning games. They're coming. They're about to play Washington. I mean, Oregon. Wow. Whoa. Is that a Freudian slip? Oh my God. Dude. They're they're about to play Oregon in Pullman, Washington, and that shit's gonna be crazy. That's a that's a spooky place to play. Oregon will definitely be favorite, but we've lost there when we've been heavy favorites before. Uh, P.S. Um, I went. Both of us went with Wazoo. Both of us will applause you. Uh, to finish up the bottom 11 here, let's just do this quick. Montana State at Oregon State. That was just lamps to the slaughter. Oregon State won 68-28. to 28. Duh. Um, as they should. That makes it so both of us got Oregon State. North Dakota State at Arizona. I actually watched this one because um, it was really late and I was babysitting uh, some kids. And I was like, okay, football time. 
Whew. I mean, North Dakota State, I don't know if this is an impressive win or not for Arizona. North Dakota State is the absolute top-tier Alabama. I don't know about this year, but typically, historically, the Alabama of the lower level of FCS. They were the best. Interesting. And they had they had beaten like the last six teams they had played at the higher level, the level we're in, you know. Meanwhile, Arizona is coming off a one-win season, um, and they were one and one, yeah. but are clearly looking better, like looking more impressive just because how bad they were. <laughs> they're making quick, drastic improvements. So they they should not have even scheduled North Dakota State because it's a no-win situation. Right. If you beat them, it's like, yeah, you should have. If you lose to them, it's like, wow, how embarrassing. They did beat them. It took everything they had, though, 31 to 28. Everything mm. they had. It was like, fire everything. But credit to them. They did pull it off, and they made me look like a fool because I went with the Bison. You went with Arizona because you're no longer not picking Arizona for the sake That's of it. That's right. I have, I have transferred said negative energy towards the potato chip. Now, this is funny, though. Because you still must have some negative energy towards Arizona State. Or you're just an astute fan. Because we are on garbage fire watch with Arizona State. There is scandal in the ranks with recruiting, you know what I mean, with recruiting violations that we all know are coming down eventually. They're looking into it, though. It just takes years sometimes. Herm Edwards is likely going to be fired. They're just waiting for a reason to is fire Is this the him, FBI clearly. thing? Uh, FBI may be doing a little look. I don't think so. I think that was a basketball thing. Oh, that was it's, a basketball it's the thing. NC, NCAA is looking into it. They clearly fucked up, and they're going to get hit with some fines, maybe some recruiting shit, sanctions or something. Who knows? But it's just like a ticking time bomb there, and they're looking really bad. And against Eastern Michigan, yeah, a MAC team, um, they lost. Not only did they lose. They really got bullied. And like even when the the starting quarterback who was playing out of his mind well got injured and was taken out of the game, I mean, they still couldn't do anything. Arizona State looked like absolute garbage. Uh they lost thirty to twenty one. Emory Jones didn't have a very good game. No no Sun Devil had a good game in this, but you knew that because you called it. You said Eastern Michigan was going to upset Arizona State, even though you had no reason to say that. And they did. So congrats for that one. Hey, I'm sorry. Don't you dismiss my, like, connection to the universe. I had every reason to say that. Whatever. So I get eight correct. You get seven correct. But overall, the total... It's it's growing. My my lead is growing even slowly, by one. Twenty five correct choices for me overall, to a mere twenty. Means nothing. Well, there's going to be less picks because we're getting into Pac twelve play. Hell yeah! But but I'll tell you what we are doing. We're also getting into a little thing I like to call the picks. The picks. The picks. The picks. Is that? Oh, sorry. All right, I'm channeling. I'm channeling my energies. You're channeling your energies. Okay. Here we go. I want to go huge. first. 
You want to go first? Duh. Even though it's a disadvantage? It's not. You sure? Every disadvantage okay. is an advantage in hiding. Oh, these fake, fake sayings you've been saying lately. It's insane. All right, sure. So saith the universe. So saith the universe. All right. Um. Then go for it, my man. First pick, because again, less games. Remember this, yep. less games. So make them count. Yep. First pick, UCLA at Colorado. Colorado all day long. Aaron, I'm going to give you one more chance. No. <sighs> Colorado and Adam takes the low-hanging fruit, the easy pick. The sure win, especially when you're not even betting against the spread, UCLA. Easy. Easy. UCLA. Just wait. Then we got, let's see if you're a traitor, number 15 Oregon Ducks at Washington State. Oh, Oregon all day. Easy. Of course, I'm choosing the Ducks, especially after BYU. I think I've I've been I'm a hundred percent correct on my Oregon picks so far this season. By the way, just so you know, because I chose against Oregon in the Georgia game. Arizona at Cal, definitely two bottom dwellers. Um, but after last season, looking up. But bottom dwellers, bottom of the bottom eleven. Cal. It's Arizona. Really it's Arizona all day. It's Arizona. No. Are you sure? No. It's Cal. It's Cal. Last chance. It's Cal. California. City of Compton. It's Aaron's pick. But it's stupid. Because Arizona going to win. Win it. But should I just pick the team he picked to cover my ass? No, I'll pick Arizona. All right, shut up. We're going to get sued. Number seven, USC versus the Pac-12 Darlings. This is at, this is them defending a half-built stadium, or a half-demolished stadium, I should say. Number seven, USC at Oregon State. The Beavers. This would be a huge win. They already pulled off a historic win last season by going to the Coliseum and beating the Trojans. This is a huge one because this is the Beavers defending their home turf. This would definitely make them a ranked team. This would be huge for the program and Jonathan Smith. Aaron, who you got? USC. USC, and I'm not going to be an idiot. I'm also going with the favorite. Though I actually, I would, I would be so happy if Oregon State won. I feel like there's too much on the line. I think I'm not for sure they are pressure cooker ready. I don't think their defense is ready for all the heat that the offense is about to handle, and then the pressure I think will will cause some uh, some 50-50 chance balls some to slips. go wrong. Yep. Okay, so we're both going with USC. I guess that's our lock of the week. Then we got number 13, Utah, at Arizona State. Utah, that first week against Florida, lost. That first week loss is looking worse and worse in the rearview mirror. That being said, Arizona State may be a dumpster fire. Who are you going with? Utah. As am I. This is why you shouldn't choose first, you fool. 
Then, um, final pick of the game. I mean, of, of well, of the show. Of the, of the Bucky and Bo show. Stanford at number 18, Washington. They're number 18 now, Aaron. Whew. Oh, Huskies That's are for sure though. taking this. You think so? I have a feeling that the most important game of the season is going to be when we see them. Do we see them this year? Yeah, they're coming to Eugene, baby. I could buy us tickets if you would actually go. When is it? I forget, but we'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. Huskies. In like a month or so. You going with the Huskies? I am. I, t- too, am going with the Huskies because you're a fool to let me go after you. Now, my friend, I must rush off to work. We've made our picks. We've performed a wonderful episode. Adam, this is work. This is your Technical difficulties galore. But, Aaron, is there something you would like to bid our fans adieu? Peace, love, harmony. Trust the universe. Trust yourself. Unless you're being guided by hate, then do not trust yourself ever. It's such a boring, oh, such a boring answer. All this Live stuff. life in harmony in big cursive letters. Oh, my. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Hang that. Maybe we should sell that on the Quack 12 store we're always trying to build up. Maybe. I'm for it. Um, listeners, this episode's a little bit short, but if you want a little bit more of us, you can always go to the Quack 12 Patreon for a few measly bucks. I'm talking to uh, the price of a, one cup of coffee, yep. practically. Less than a six-pack. You six can pack. get... Hours and hours and hours of awesome content. Highly recommend that. And it helps us actually make the show. Whether it's Oregon Duck History, us just shooting the shit with the quacking off, or or Duck D&D, or a bunch of fun stuff. Really good interviews as well. Or early content. It's all up there. Or you can go to the Twitter account, at Quacktail Podcast. You can go to the YouTube account. You can go anywhere. We're everywhere. We even got a Twitch account. We love you all so much. We don't have an Instagram. Watch this feed. We don't have an Instagram. Because you voted and you said no. Um, watch out for another episode coming later this week. Don't quite know what it's going to be yet. But it's going to be something fun related to the big game coming up. Maybe something Wazoo related. Maybe something Pac-12 related. Something good. We love y'all. Go Ducks. We beat the Cougs. Let's do it again. Oh, I'm so ready to run through a wall. Quack, quack. Ah, oh, yeah. Ah, I'm going to kill somebody.